0: Or iron cheese ice. What else melts? What would the common man try and melt other than <laughs> ice and cheese and iron? His
1: hopes and dreams. Wait, 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 wait.
2: Sorry for the eh on trivia. Yeah, I'm conservation.
1: Welcome to Things That Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins.
2: We can talk about the fact that i have a ladder sitting here that my <laughs> mic is hooked to that i had to drag across at last minute because i couldn't get my mic to be completely stable
0: so i love i love the weird microphone setups because mine is attached to a children's chair and that has actually <laughs> been the most dependable thing that i've had for my microphone yet <laughs> tables no out of here right like <laughs> It doesn't matter what it is. The chid's chair. I like. I'm gonna take a picture of this shit. It's stable.
1: This is just gonna be the show now. So
0: yeah, it's, it's not it. very stable, this, but it's reliable.
1: I don't think those two words mean what you think. <laughs> oh, they do. All right.
2: And you can see. Um, our, our audience can't see, but Into Brian and I are in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, right now. Still in the safe
1: house. I love Still the, safe in the safe house. house
2: but. It's obvious in my video feed that this room is not finished. You can see <laughs> the plywood on the floor because the flooring hasn't been put in. You can see that you can still see the lines from where the drywall's been put up. I can't um, see those. Oh, you can't see them in the light?
1: No. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> kidding. It's literally, <laughs> mic is literally hanging on the back of, of a little tiny mini chair. <laughs> that looks so like it would tip good. over at any moment. It, it should, but it doesn't. It's so good. (laughs) It believes in the the, heart of the cards. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to cut you off, Rachel. Oh, But yeah, no, this chair is is old reliable at this point. Uh, It's gone through like seven sessions with me and it has not failed me since. Um, I've tried the desk. I've tried other miscellaneous objects. I've tried the table behind me. Nah, none of it. But this little tiny kid's chair. (laughs) it's guaranteed success.
1: This is this is the award-winning talent you get here at Things Go Wrong.
2: (laughs) So the way this ladder is shaped is most everything on it doesn't. None of the surfaces are one hundred percent flat, except for the steps. But the steps are too thick to hook it onto because, and they're also hollow underneath. And so, but all the sides are just slightly curved. And so actually, Ryan, this is why it took so long to get like after I did the loud thing moving this over here, why it took so long to get it hooked up is because the minute you tightened it, it started to slip off because it's slanted. (laughs) And so I'm actually got it tightened, but also like kind of leveraged in a corner. So it doesn't.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm confused. Are you trying to describe the shape of a ladder?
2: No. So we're talking about how my mic. So I'm in an unfinished room. And so and we're at my parents' place. There's not a lot of furniture out here. So to try and get my mic set up, because the desk I'm sitting at is actually my brother's desk that was built for him when he was like 10. So my knees actually don't go under it when I sit at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But it also has no ledges to hook on your mic to. So I dragged over <laughs> this um ladder that was over so they could do drywalling work. And I've got my mic hooked up and leveraged onto the ladder um to try and make it work and this is what we do to make this podcast great we go to the lengths
0: i mean We're going to new I heights said, with that ladder yeah you have to take a ladder home with you No, now like that's the thing it's like this i want to see the next recording when you guys are back home with the ladder still there that's going to be the rule
2: i think my dad would be very proud of me if i asked to take the ladder because he would think that i'm doing some sort of home improvement work
0: <laughs> he'd also let you travel cross state or cross country with, with the
1: ladder <laughs> yeah that, that works as a check on
2: <laughs> I mean back home I can hook it onto my desk here all the, all the edges of the desk are rounded <laughs> I, I, I kid you not it's oh. a shame
1: your dad didn't take that in, into consideration 20 years ago when he built it yeah right 20 <laughs> years ago Yeah,
2: <laughs> when he built it by hand And Stu's got, like, a verifiable force behind him.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's actually growing recently, which is nice. The setup is incredible.
1: Um, Stu, by far now, has the best studio setup I've pretty much ever seen.
0: I'm in the corner of an open room in the basement. Like, it's not not ideal. It's just that I have, like, flood lamps and things around me to make it actually
1: bright. It looks amazing. Um, It is perfectly lit. The the scenery is, is there. It looks quite nice. I appreciate it. I even have my cat's castle,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which they have started jumping into. I'm very happy about it. Um, nice.
1: And they sleep there. It's cute. All right, let's get to some trivia. This is the very 66th ever episode. 66! <laughs> and we have six rounds of wonderful questions uh, for the three of us to answer and uh, earn points and vie for uh, all, all. the ladders. all the ladders <laughs> in the world. Such many ladders. So, uh, we'll get started with Stu's round. Thank you.
0: ready So, my round is called Duo Movie Mashup. Uh, in this round, you will have to mash up the names of a dynamic duo or set of twins, oh followed by the title of a movie. Okay. Pretty self explanatory. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so oh uh, will be- just
1: take a moment to reflect on this moment, and it will pay off later in the episode. That's worth the setup right there. Continue, please.
0: OK. Because <laughs> now I'm concerned that we maybe you have a mashup with movies and twins uh, <laughs> or dynamic duos. Uh, but we'll get right to the questions. Uh, so yeah, I will give a description um, of like the, the duo and they are both fictional and real. Um, so all right. Just to let you guys know. So the mashup
1: would be like the name of the twins and then a movie? Yes.
0: Yes, correct. Uh, It'll be the title of the movie. Um, I didn't have the ability to create a good sample of them because it was limited in what it was in the first (laughs) place. There's only
1: so many twins.
0: Uh, There's only so many twins that work well with a movie title going into the next one, right? But so uh, your classic sort of mashup to where like the last sound of the person's name... Uh, will be the beginning of the movie title. Yep. Cool deal. Awesome. Question number one. These magical red-headed twins have left their African jungle home and find themselves in San Francisco. They use their vine-swinging techniques to help their animal friends and weasel their way out of any tough situations. These magical red-headed twins have left oh. their African jungle home and find themselves in San Francisco. They use their vine-swinging techniques to help their animal friends and weasel their way out of tough situations.
1: Okay, so I have one.
3: Well, technically two. So I have
1: the twins.
3: Okay, it's not that's good.
1: working...
0: If I mean, I guess I could give you a, a single point uh, if you can get the twins, to be honest. These are a, a little tougher, I guess. Can you repeat it uh, done? These magical red-headed twins have left their African jungle home and find themselves in San Francisco. They use their vine-swinging techniques to help their animal friends and weasel their way out of tough situations.
1: I don't know the movie.
0: The last name is not included in the,
1: uh, the duo or twins. Oh. Oh, Ryan. Ryan,
3: this
1: is Fred and George of the Jungle? It is Fred and George <laughs> of the Jungle.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: God, that's helpful because I was only thinking Weasley. I was thinking yeah, Weasley little Dr. Doolittle.
0: That one is, yeah, tougher. Uh, I thought the Weasel their way out of tough situations would drop enough of a hint. <laughs> um, nice, two points to Ryan. Question number two. After finding a suitcase of money, these two buffoons decide to investigate and go further down the rabbit hole. They try to return the suitcase of money, going as far as to board a plane to Aspen. They probably wouldn't... Sorry. They probably would have had an easier time if only they had a looking glass.
3: Uh, I don't remember the names.
1: (laughs) I think I know them both. I just don't think I know...
0: It's the title of the movie. It's not the characters of the movie. It's... Yeah,
1: okay. So I, I have...
0: After finding a suitcase of money, these two buffoons decide to investigate and go further down the rabbit hole. They try to return the suitcase of money going as far as to board a plane to Aspen. They probably would have had an easier time if only they had a looking glass.
1: I think I know what they both are. I just don't know how to put them together.
0: <laughs> you sh- it should be pretty pretty quick once you
2: i'm so bad at remembering these names of things that's like totally out of my wheelhouse it's like i can picture them
0: i know that these are tough ones oh, too i know I, they're not your favorites rachel
1: okay uh, Ryan. okay go for it tweedle d and tweedle dumb and dumber that is correct <laughs> tweedle d and tweedle dumb and dumber. i was think i had them both and i was like Alice in one dumb and dumberder land. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Two points to Ryan. Woo, double twins. Uh, question number three. These chaotic and mischief causing twins leave their hat wearing feline friend behind as they travel to Miami. Going undercover, they don their red jumpsuits as they raced in cars in the underground scene to take down a drug dealer. These chaotic and mischief causing twins leave their hat wearing feline friend behind. Rachel. Rachel.
2: Give me a second. Can you reread the clue? (laughs) Because I forgot how I have to formulate my answer. So Yeah.
0: These chaotic and mischief-causing twins leave their hat-wearing feline friend behind while they travel to Miami. Going undercover, they don their red jumpsuits as they race cars in the underground scene to take down a drug dealer.
2: I haven't seen this movie, so I'm kind of going.
3: That's
0: okay.
2: Thing one and thing two, Fast and Furious.
0: Yeah, oh, I'll do wow. it to you. Thing one and thing two, fast, too furious. Oh, too fast,
2: <laughs> too furious. It's totally I, fine. i just got the I'll, basic premise of the Fast and Furious movies, and that's about it. So
1: <laughs> that's really good. I was thinking the red jumpsuit was a part of the racing one.
0: Yeah, cause... and that's it. it kind of worked together with that. Um, so I like thing one. Yeah, and nice. Thing two, two points one. to Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Two points to Rachel. All righty. Question number four and the last question of the round. This pair is hiding from the government until they fall ill and have to rely on their young friends to bicycle them home. At least they can count on them to arrive at Sesame Street safely.
1: Um...
0: This pair is hiding from the government until they fall ill and have to rely on their young friends to bicycle them home. At least they can count on them to arrive safely at Sesame Street.
1: I can take a guess of an iconic duo from Sesame Street.
0: Right. That one's pretty easy. Um, This pair is hiding from the government until they fall ill and have to rely on their young friends to bicycle them home. At least they can count on them to arrive safely at Sesame Street.
1: I don't know what the hiding from the government one is. It'll make sense as soon as you hear it. Unless Bert and Ernie have been really undercover this whole time. There's a whole back There's a whole back alley to Sesame Street that I'm not aware of.
0: Yeah, I guess I can't really. <laughs> there's not a lot to say on it. Um, you know, hiding from the government is one of the clues, but bicycle them home is also another pretty big clue.
2: Um, um
0: any guesses? No.
2: I have a weird, weird one. <laughs> Are they necessarily sure. twins?
0: Uh, no. It's twins or dynamic duos.
2: Okay, so is it? Burt
0: and Ernie T? Yeah! (laughs) Nice work.
2: Burt and Ernie T. T.
0: Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Nicely done.
0: That one was a bit of a stretch, but nicely done. Burn Uh, E.T. Burn (laughs) (laughs) E.T. Ernie T. Nice. Well done, Rachel. Two points to Rachel. Nice even split.
1: Yeah, four to four. Stu technically just holding down the fort. It's a very nice fort. There's literally a castle growing in the fort. I see it in the background. There is. The castle growing, yes. A a fuzzy, (laughs) carpety castle.
0: I love it. I got my my two different kinds of clovers back there and stuff. It's so
1: pretty. (laughs) I like my setup. There's so many plants.
2: Okay, so for this first one, um, we're going to talk about idioms. Hey, Hey! and in fact, we're going to talk about English words that only exist now in that idiom and don't exist in standard language anymore. Oh, yeah, this is going to require some thinking and some spelling remembering. Oh,
3: so
0: let's do it.
2: <laughs> I'm going to give you the question. The question should demonstrate what thing that I'm looking for in there. Generally, I'm looking for the idiom or the word.
0: All right. Just for my own clarity, <laughs> can you define idiom for me 100% so that way <laughs> both myself and the listeners <laughs> are clear on what that is?
1: It's raining cats and Oh, yeah, and like, dogs. Let, let,
2: let's, let's okay. explain the ins and outs of it.
1: It is a, a nonsensical phrase that implies something more like every dog has his day okay it's raining cats and dogs thank
2: you yeah or the or like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be 100 percent nonsensical because that also falls because ryan also gave a metaphor um and so what it is is essentially something that doesn't translate directly to what you're saying but it means something so saying i'll show you the ins and outs when I may be telling you how to write a good paper, that yeah. paper is flat. So <laughs> um, they're the hardest thing Thanks. to learn when you're learning a new language.
1: Close, but no cigar. Exactly. Yeah. We've had multiple rounds. Every idiom has his day. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I just want to make sure uh, <laughs> for myself, uh, my sleep deprived state that I'm 100% understanding everything.
2: <laughs> totally understand. Thank you. Question number one. You could leave someone in a jam, or you could leave someone in this word, which means defeated by a large margin. This might be the most obscure one in in my list, but I know I've heard it.
1: In a quandary, in a pickle,
3: stew?
2: Good. A bind? No, but you're actually in the right ballpark. You
1: can leave someone in a bind. You could leave someone yeah, in a ballpark. Yeah, you put me in a bind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, but that's not the idiom. Uh, they'll get
1: that's home eventually. That's just a mean parent. You <laughs> 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 can leave someone high and dry so by a large margin. Wait, can you repeat it one more time?
2: You could leave someone in a jam or you could leave someone in this word which means defeated by a large margin keep in mind that these things that i'm looking for they don't exist in the english language outside of this of these idioms anymore
1: defeated by a large margin
2: for i'm enjoying that. ryan like mouthing
3: out things trying to figure <laughs> it out
1: i'm going to say i'm going to stick with pickle you leave him in a pickle
2: well I'm not sure how long you have been speaking English, <laughs> but pickle is used outside of impro- and outside of the, um, the idiom. You could leave them in a lurch.
1: A oh, lurch.
2: It, it's a I little, little more obscure of an idiom, but it, you, if you can figure out, if you can find a time you use the word lurch outside of that idiom, you get a little gold star.
1: Can you lurch towards somebody? That's, yeah, I was
0: going to say, like I feel like I've used it in Dungeons & Dragons when describing things.
2: <laughs> I have no idea.
0: It also makes me think of lurts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, question number two. You might describe something as harsh, lacking grace, impromptu, or without finesse using this word, which relates to a 17th century word for snow tires. This is a single word, idiom.
1: Not defined, lacking grace.
2: Um, Impromptu, without finesse.
1: 17th century snow tires? Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Haste or hasty?
2: No, keep in mind that these words are only used in their idiom context.
1: I don't know words that I don't say. Go ahead, Stu. (laughs) (laughs) Hodgepodge?
2: no but actually you're like that was actually one that i thought might be guessed mm. this is rough shod
0: oh. oh yeah yeah because it's a shoddy
1: piece of work yep. yep
2: oh my gosh so like that thing was roughshod we put it together real quick it's not pretty but it's doing the job
1: like the ladder setup. up it, it's <laughs> or pretty the kids.
2: and it's doing the job
0: <laughs> it's I think that we might have all like had some, sorry to interrupt around Rachel, we okay. might have had some mental connection here from when we were doing our round because I researched like the history of weird words mm-hmm. and things like that, that like we use in commonalities, right? But like, we probably were on the same sites looking at things <laughs> for like the definitions of some of this stuff and like the origins or the use cases. Uh, Cause this is, yeah, like, I feel like we had a, a mind meld here. And if Ryan has something about movie mashups, then <laughs> bang.
2: Okay, question number three. Ooh. Someone who is stealthy or a D&D character with high dexterity might be very good at this skill where the first word is a lost one from Old English. Extra half point if you can spell it correctly. Because there is another word that sounds just like it in English, in regular standard English, but it's not spelled the same. And if you spell it, in the idiom, it has to be spelled this way to be correct. But you can, you can say the idiom without the spelling.
1: Wait, so is there you an actual an idiom h- phrase?
2: Mm-hmm. We're looking for the phrase.
1: Oh, we're looking
0: for the phrase, yeah. not even just the word. So, Can you read it again? <laughs> Somebody with a high dexterity or is very stealthy?
2: Someone who is stealthy or a D&D character with high dexterity might be very good at this skill where the first word in the idiom is a lost word from Old English. Name the idiom. You'll get an extra half point if you can spell the first word correctly. Stu? That's ahead, Stu.
0: Sleight of hand?
2: It is sleight of hand. Can you spell sleight?
0: Uh, S-L-I-E-G-H-T.
2: That is correct.
0: Because I've accidentally spelled it that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait,
1: that's an slight- idiom?
2: If you spell slight, yeah, it's, it's slight to mean like someone is slight it um in it actually is a completely different word it's s l i g h t
1: Yeah, I mean I But slight I know how to spell the extra slight.
2: But the extra With e the makes it actually it's a completely different word. It's not just spelling that's changed. It's a completely different word and it's only ever used in this idiom anymore.
1: Okay. Hey, I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking some weird like name for lock picking or something.
2: No, it has to do with like I, you're dexterous, you're nimble, you're, you're but slight. if you but you use slight outside the idiom, it means that they're thin, they're smaller. Yeah. So that's why Completely the difference word. makes it really. Interesting. And their was, base roots and where they come from are different.
1: I was not going to get all the way to sleight of hand.
2: I put in the D and D thing hoping that you would <laughs> hoping that it would get you there nice question number four to barely to barely scrape by or to work hard just to make it to the make to the next paycheck you might say someone is just this word for a living
0: just this word for a living
2: sorry i realize right now that i that i don't know why it is correct on my page but i didn't say it correctly to barely scrape by or to work hard just to make it to the next paycheck, you are, might say someone is just this word out a living.
1: Out a living? Out, out of living.
2: Out a living.
1: Out a living. Manic Mondaying, out a living.
2: <laughs> just another man. Nope. We're not going to get flagged. <laughs>
1: Because that's my fun day.
2: Hey, it might be my fun day. It's not Ryan's fun day.
0: I've heard this phrase. Like, that's the thing that drives me nuts is I've heard this phrase. Out a working. I have no idea.
2: Any guesses, Stu?
0: <laughs> no. No. All I can think of is destitute, but I know that's not even close, so.
2: You might eke out a living.
0: Eek. eek out a living. You, you can use just the Just eking word by. Just eking by. Maybe eek. I haven't heard that phrase. So,
2: eek itself is the idiom that's most commonly seen with eek out or eek by, but that it used to be a full set verb, but it's just barely scraping by, just barely making it.
0: Yeah, you I wonder eek. if in my family you always say you just barely squeaked by. So, I'm willing to bet <laughs> that that's probably a, a misinterpretation
1: of <laughs> eking by. I mean, I, I would say both are fairly synonymous. You just squeak by.
2: Yeah, I mean, but can, the,
0: the, to say "squeak by" probably comes from "eek by." Like,
2: I mean, you know, I was thinking that, you know, it's like a little mouse can just barely fit through that little tiny thing. It's like, it's so it can squeak by, by, but yeah, just barely. I guess it's true. It
1: squeaks and eeks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it eats lots
1: of eeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, two points to Stew. <laughs> Rachel and myself with four points. Uh, my first round is going to be uh, anagram slam. Bring it back again. Uh, our friend Anne from the UK sent us this the first time. Uh, bringing it back again. So I will give you uh, two definitions. And both words have all the same letters in them. They're anagram of one, of one another. So I need the two words.
0: Can I get pencil and paper? Uh,
1: sure, go for it. <laughs> Question number one, a method of cooking chestnuts and a phantom or a person who plays a large instrument. A, a method of cooking chestnuts. Stew. Oh, wait. and yes, uh, stew, stew. Uh, roasting and organist and organist roasting an organist roasting chestnuts and the phantom or person who plays a large instrument would be an organist. Rachel, you have a look.
0: <laughs> Writing it down really helps me. Like, I got to see the letters in order to unscramble it.
1: Yeah. Two points to stew there. Question number two A vessel containing ashes, a score in baseball. stew <laughs> Stu. Earn and run. This would be earn and run. I can't tell if you're writing letters on the fly or you just put like a giant circle or mesh of letters and then you're just like.
0: Oh, no, I I because I can always decipher the like the first one normally. Yeah. And then I can
1: just write that down and then I know that like
0: I can play with those letters and then I'm good to go. Totally. Um. <laughs> All
1: right. Two points there. Just do question number three. The Da Vinci Code author in a
3: small conjunction.
1: Better yet, the first name of the Da Vinci Code author and a small conjunction. Rachel. Rachel.
2: Dan and and.
1: This would be Dan and and. <laughs> I was
2: trying to figure out what to do with Brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do with Brown? It doesn't turn into any other words. Rachel,
1: you're asking the wrong questions. You should be asking what can Brown do for you.
2: <laughs> it can't turn into a conjunction.
1: It can't deliver your packages. It can't. <laughs> Nice job. Two points to Rachel there. Question number four. Uh, my favorite one of the round. A melty olden times device and a fate had while fighting on a horse. A melty olden times device and a fate had while fighting on a horse.
2: One more time. Sorry.
1: A melty olden time device and a fate had while fighting on a horse olden time device is also still used today but a melty olden time device and a fate had while fighting on a horse
3: the second one may
0: be the harder one i don't know i think i can get the second one a melty olden time device (laughs) like the device melts or it melts things that's what I want to, because all I can think of is cheese. <laughs> like, that's my problem. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> both. I think both answers are correct to, to your questions. It's not just in the olden times, but also in the olden times, which I know isn't making it any more clear. <laughs> you can probably just drop olden times and say a melty device. That doesn't. Okay. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> In a oh, fate had no. while fighting on a horse. You mentioned me mouthing words. Now I'm seeing Stu while also writing as if he's narrating his own plot of just jumbled letters. Um, it is six letters for both. One
2: more time, sorry.
1: Melty okay. Device. Six letters. A melty olden time device in a fate had while fighting on a horse. I think you're both going to be very upset with me after I reveal the first one.
0: Yeah. I I can't find anything that's six letters. Smelter? No. Furnace? No. (laughs)
2: Bedpan thing?
0: Like the heating thing which you put the coals in that goes under the the blankets? (laughs) No. stoker
1: or whatever? Yeah.
2: One more time! (laughs) One
1: more time a melty olden time device a fate had while fighting on a horse because <laughs> at first i thought it was like jousted or something fate for like that the fate yeah so uh past tense the fate that would have been had that would have happened for somebody while fighting on a horse
3: i think this could also happen are they winning
2: or are they losing
1: uh arguably they're losing (laughs) this could also happen while uh fencing or just generally fighting with swords i guess so i was right
3: maybe (laughs) wait 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 (laughs) not furnace or stoker
1: It's also not joust or jousted.
0: Okay, then never mind on that one. Um, There's no
1: J. I'll give you that. You can put a big X over J. There's no X or J.
3: (laughs) Think of things that melt. Yeah, ore, iron, cheese, ice.
0: (laughs) What else melts? What else are you trying to melt regularly? What would the common man... What would the oh. common man try and melt <laughs> other than ice and cheese
2: and His hopes fire. and dreams. Yeah.
1: Something that would have been used before electricity. It yeah. melts. Yes, in a furnace, a stove, a cooking Not pot. Not a furnace. Smaller okay, than a bread I got box. I got, I got it. Rachel.
2: No, no, I got the word. No, I don't have the whole thing. No, no, give me a second. Yeah, Come on. You're, you're too confident with me. Jesus.
0: Smaller than a bread box.
2: (laughs) It's not a toaster. Rachel. Rachel. Candle and Lance.
1: Yes. (laughs) Candle and
2: Lance. Oh, man. Nice job. Olden time
1: device. A
2: candle. Also, Stu said cheese and I was stuck on fondue forever because it's six letters.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not the worst thing to be stuck
2: on. See, that's the thing is I do enjoy these rounds, but they take me like twice as long to understand what's even happening in the round. And by the time the other everyone else already <laughs> answered the question.
1: <laughs> in a fate had while fighting on a horse, you could be lanced. Wasn't that fun? That was fun. I loved that. <laughs> I, I'm just mad at myself for not getting it. It's amazing how... Uh, You write these, and it's like, these are so simple. They'll be had immediately, and then, you know.
0: Right, uh, and then it's like it trips everybody up for a while.
1: Nice job. All right, this is halftime. Scores are myself with four, Stu with six, Rachel with seven. Stu, it is back to you. Cool. Let's do this.
0: Uh, So this is a simple for the rules round uh, for what it is, but it is portmanteaus.
1: Hey. Uh, so, I'm
0: going to give you a portmanteau, and you have to tell me the two words that uh, it means, or like the two words that make it up. Fair enough. Uh, pretty simple, pretty easy. Got it. Cool.
1: These are going to be super challenging.
0: Yeah, they're pretty easy. Um, but a couple of them actually tripped me up, and I tested it with a couple of people, and they didn't get some of them. Uh, so, I need both the words. Okay. So, cool. Yelp, the popular service that provides reviews for businesses, is a portmanteau of what two words?
1: Oh, wow. Ryan. Ryan. So one of them is help.
3: Yeah, to- Interesting that you got the help part. Rachel. That yeah.
0: Took me a little while. Hang on. Ryan's still finishing I mean, the <laughs> <laughs> answers.
2: You can't answer while you're still thinking about it. We've been over this. That's not fair <laughs> to everyone else. That's true.
1: Ye- yo, and help nope rachel
2: your help
0: i does not know i'll give you second second c's second breakfast second breakfast second guesses
1: i was gonna say yellow and help but that one
0: that's what my wife said actually (laughs) she also thought i was talking about like the noise you make when you get hit like you yelp yelp
3: (laughs) and not like
1: (laughs) um yep <laughs> yep, is it yep and help? No. Oh, <laughs> Rachel. Any guesses?
2: Yellow pages help.
0: Yes. Oh, nice work. Nice work.
2: I wasn't. I, was I okay. So I was like, that was my what my first thought was was it was yellow pages, but I was like, it just feels too long to fit right. there. Um, but i was like, but it kind of started as kind of like the online yeah. mm-hmm. phone like
1: book. a listing. Yep. That's exactly
0: it. Right. And that's why I also said that provides reviews for businesses uh, as part of the definition. Um,
1: It was yellow.
0: It was yellow. Yep. You were pretty close. Nice. That's one point to Rachel. Nice. I didn't get the help part. Like, for some, like, I knew Yellow Pages right off the bat, but like, I don't know. I just didn't get help because like (laughs) Yelp isn't helpful. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yelp is for people that like not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Nice. Okay. One point to Rachel. Nice. Question number two. The Ingenious Velcro is a combination of what two words?
1: Ooh! Wow, I feel like I should know this. Yes,
0: <laughs> this
3: uh, this one's tough. Portmanteaus uh, are easy normally, but right. not not <laughs> these ones. Is the first word vellum? It is not. No. All right. Then I have literally nothing. <laughs> Got anything, Rachel? No, I'm. No. <laughs> <The>
0: vacuum? <laughs> and it's not vacuum, no. The ingenious Velcro is a combination of these two words.
3: Any last guesses? This would
0: be no. velvet and crochet. Whoa. Oddly enough, Whoa. both textiles, and you are like, you know, terms of that. I. Yeah, people got velvet, but crochet was the one. It makes sense, you know, for what it is, but like, yeah, trips you up.
1: It's also weird. I mean, I guess it's still a portmanteau, but the first syllable of the second one. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's kind of what it is. I just would never think of it like that. (laughs) Right, right. Nice. Nice. Um, No points on that one. But
0: question number three a chortle or to laugh in a breathy gleeful way is a portmanteau of this or these two words a chortle or to laugh in a breathy gleeful way is a portmanteau of these two words
2: rachel rachel a chuckle and a snort
0: that's correct well done nice well done two points to rachel (laughs) question number four and the last question in my round Animatronics, or robots, that are constructed to look like animals, are a combo of these words.
1: Can you say it again?
3: Animatronics, or robots, that are constructed to look like animals, are a combo of these two words.
2: Rachel. Rachel. Animation and electronic?
0: I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's animate and electronics.
2: Animate and electronics.
0: Nice. I nice. always thought it was animal
1: electronics. <laughs> like, I don't I know. I would,
2: too. And I was trying to think about that, but you said it in the, in the clue. <laughs> yep. So I was like, hmm.
1: Was it animate? Animate electronics. Electronics. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was, that
0: was an interesting one. Nice. Two points to Rachel.
1: I like it. Rachel's climbing ahead 12 points to Stu's six to my four. Woof. Oh, Rachel, it is your turn. It is our chance to catch up.
2: Okay, guys, this round, these questions are slightly longer, not as long as some of mine have been, but what you need to do is you're going to have to listen very carefully to pick out the clues. Because this wording is not my own. It is how somebody else has described their place. Okay. Okay. So Earth Day was last Thursday and since we recorded on the day before earth day i wanted to look at some of the largest conservation areas in the world Ooh. i will give you a description of the place as described by unesco i want you to tell me the country and i will give you a clue oh. right now is that i've specifically chosen some of these largest places are next to places that are known for these areas, but I haven't chosen the big one. Say, for example, I say the Rocky Mountains. We say that there was just one, only one conservation area of Rocky Mountains. I would say maybe Canada instead of United States.
1: So, so you're giving the, the description of a UNESCO World Heritage Site? And a conservation
2: area, World Park, concept. but it's somewhere that's recognized by UNESCO. It is a popular area. It's well known, but I, haven't, but I haven't given the big country if it's associated with. So then we're picking the country. Picking the country. So like, again, if I said like Rocky Mountains, it wouldn't be United States. It could be Canada. It won't be that first one. Does that kind of follow?
1: Kind of. So are these all going to be trick questions? No, no. Okay.
2: These are not trick questions. I just want you to know that I just took it... I took it one step beyond the obvious. So I took out the big country, and I did one that's like... It's not like it's across the world or something. It's not trick like that. It's still right there. It's just not the big obvious one. Okay. I just wanted to warn you so to that.
1: One step beyond the obvious. <laughs> Which might be the show (laughs) title.
2: Established in 1959 as a multiple land use area with wildlife coexisting with semi nomadic Maasai pastoralists practicing traditional livestock gathering, it includes the spectacular crater, the world's largest caldera. The property has global importance for biodiversity uh, conservation. Due to the presence of globally threatened species, the density of wildlife inhabiting the area, and the annual migrations of wildebeest, zebra, gazelles, and other animals into the northern plains. Extensive archaeological research has also yielded a long sequence of evidence of human evolution and human environment dynamics, including early hominid footprints dating back 3.6 million years. Right. Go ahead, Ryan. Ryan.
1: Well, now I'm confused because it's not the most just, just make a guess. obvious one. But I hear Maasai and I immediately think Kenya.
2: It's not Kenya.
1: So it's one of two others, <laughs> I think. I'm unless not going to trick you
2: with something across like the world. It's all in the same.
1: No, no, I, I know. I, I'm just th- like, unless Sahara part stretches further. I have a second guess.
2: I can also give you another clue. Oh.
1: There's
2: also. You
1: you never have second clues. No.
2: I know everyone, but I came up with this one because I also know this one off the top of my head. Okay. The tallest mountain in Africa is also in this country. And that's also a protected site. Fun fact.
3: Okay. I I I do know know the
0: mountain name, but I don't.
2: Stu, would you like to make a guess before I give it to Ryan for half a point?
1: Just give it to him.
2: Okay, Ryan, for half a point.
1: Half a point?
2: Half a point, because this is my round. Oh, my God. And because you got a clue. And this is your second guess.
1: It would be Tanzania then, right?
2: Yes, it is Tanzania.
1: So Maasai would be West Africa. I assume more, or, or sorry, East Africa rather. But so then it would be, Kenya is just the bigger name to me. So then, yeah, it would either be Uganda or Tanzania, and then Kilimanjaro is in Tanzania. Which I've been to. Have you really? Yeah, I've been to all three, actually. (laughs) Nice.
2: I'm going to give you, unless something magical happens in my brain, I'm going to say I don't have a second clue for the rest of these three. That one's just... All right. Okay. This national park is one of the largest and most intact parks in the Amazon Basin. With an altitudinal range of 200 meters to nearly 1,000 meters, which is very high, it is the site of a rich mosaic of habitat types from Cerrado, Savannah, and Forest to upland Greenland, evergreen Amazonian forests. Wow, that's a lot of adjectives. <laughs> the park boasts an evolutionary history dating back over, the, over a billion years to the Precambrian period. An estimated 4,000 species of flora, as well as over 600 bird species, and viable populations of many globally endangered or threatened. Vertebrate species live in the park. Yeah, I, I actually do have a second clue to this, but it's not really um, nature-related, but I'm having fun right now.
1: <laughs> um, is it unfair to ask what continent we're talking about? You said National Park. She said Rainforest. But then you I said Amazonian.
2: It is one of the largest and most an- intact parks in the Amazon Basin. Amazon. I cannot... If I'm you cannot saying. get the continent from Amazon, then
1: all right, I'm, I'm I can't on. help you. <laughs> well, I heard National Park, and I, I didn't know if National Parks were exclusively, like, that term, U.S. or not. Uh, right. Go ahead. Venezuela.
2: No. Too far it's, north. I was stupid. thinking
1: height. Venezuela has the highest waterfall, right?
2: I think well,
1: so. I mean, the angel waterfall or whatever?
2: I think that's what it is, but... Don't quote me. Stu? Go ahead, Stu. Is it chili? No, but you're actually closer in distance. Um, this is Bolivia.
3: Bolivia.
2: My clue was going to be that it starts with the same letter as the one that probably first came to mind. <laughs> the problem Brazil. with a lot of these is That's to describe, great. like what the place is like, you kind of use a thing that's really identified with one of the countries. And so that's why I had to kind of go next to it to actually give at least a little something spicy to the question.
1: Is Bolivia the one that's entirely landlocked? Or is that off?
2: I think you think, but again, don't quote me. Let's
1: not assume things without looking them up first.
2: <laughs> okay. Question number three. This one? before i get started because i'm having a lot of fun and i'll have to edit my questions later so that they reflect what i'm saying is that this is a little itty bitty country it is landlocked between two large countries okay itty bitty tiny little country and it's in europe i'm gonna give you that one and it's not switzerland
1: wait is that it
2: no, no, I'm getting there. But <laughs> oh. I want to give you guys a chance at this one because I'm realizing that this one was supposed to be the hardest one of my round, and they've all been hard, so... Got it. I want to give everyone a little bit of oomph. I'm, like, pushing you up.
1: I think there's only two answers at this point. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, three. Okay. Well, landlocked. Go ahead. Please continue. Uh,
2: I want to give you a hug. The cultural landscape of the Midriu Parafita Claraur Valley offers a microcosmic perspective of the way people have harvested in the resorts of the High Pyrenees for over a millennia. Its dramatic glacial landscapes of craggy cliffs and glaciers with a high open pastures and steep wooded valleys cover an area of 9% of the total area of the principality. It reflects past changes in climate economic fortune, and social systems, as well as the persistence of a pastoralism and a strong mountain culture, notably the survival of a communal land ownership system dating back to the 13th century.
1: Now I'm more confused. Itty-bitty country?
2: Itty-bitty country. Itty-bitty little tiny country. Ryan. Go ahead.
1: San Marino.
2: No, but you're... I was scared you were going to do Luxembourg or Liechtenstein, but... Uh, I mean,
1: you said lots of mountains. The glaciers don't, certainly don't make sense, but you said mountains, so I picked the one that's literally a mountain.
2: <laughs> this, uh, they, well, these ones are right in the middle of a mountain range. Not Switzerland. Much tinier. They speak French and they speak Spanish. This is Andorra.
1: Freaking crap.
2: <laughs> this is Andorra. I had to include Andorra just because it's a fun, it's a tiny little country. I always hear Um,
1: Endora and just think it's a Star Wars
2: planet. (laughs) Okay. Last one. I kind of thought this round would be hard, but you know what? In honor of Earth Day, I want to talk about these cool conservation areas around the world. So, Very cool. Sorry for the eh on trivia. Yeah, I'm conservation.
1: I (laughs) <laughs> if i could spell that that would be the show title
2: you can you just have to ask Yeah.
1: on trivia yeah. And on conservation i
0: just i just i did not pay attention in geography like i don't know how i passed like thinking about it now that i i don't know i don't know why i never paid attention my entire life just straight up
1: that's <laughs> okay all, all the good maps if you are here but sticker on them somewhere all the good maps are in fantasy books (laughs) fair point
2: (laughs) the frankincense trees of the wadi daka and the remains of the caravan oasis of the Shasir ubar and the affiliate affiliated ports of Kur rory somebody's going to call me out my pronunciation here please be lenient and Al Balid vividly illustrate the trade in frankincense that flourished in this region for many centuries as one of the most important trading activities of the ancient and medieval world.
1: I guess there's a It couple. has a
2: country near it that almost nearly rhymes.
3: Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: Stu? Go ahead, Stu. Iran?
2: No, but you're in the right part of the world.
1: Um, ports. So I mean, frankincense. Yeah. and everything. I'm certainly thinking Middle Eastern ports. I was. I I'm missing something. I, I, the rhyme now is yeah harder. Uh, R- Ryan, go ahead. My first thought was going to be Jordan.
2: No, too far north.
1: Too far north.
2: <laughs> I like these hard rounds. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay.
1: Okay, well, that was the most southern one I had. Uh, okay.
2: So, Any other guesses?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh hold on. Oh, uh, okay. So, Ryan, I, I guess, is it Yemen?
2: Oh, you're so close.
1: Is it Oman?
2: Yeah. Oh, Oman, they you almost almost had run, it. man.
1: You almost Oman. had it. <laughs>
2: Oh Sorry, guys, for the hard round, but no, no, yes, can't. for conservation.
1: Eh, for trivia. Eh. eh. eh, eh
2: for trivia. Eh, for conservation.
1: Nice. All right. My last round, uh, I said there would be a clear tie-in. Uh, my round is dynamic duos. No way. <laughs> no way. Oh, my gosh. So I'm gonna give you a descriptor. I only have one clue for each of these, but I just need the uh, dynamic duo. Should be fairly clear. Some uh, fictional, some not. All right. Question number one. This duo with larger than life aspirations are confined to their research lab. Their genes have been spliced, which gives them amplified intelligence. One is self-centered and scheming. The other is good-natured but feeble-minded. Stu. Stu. Pinky in the brain. (laughs) Pinky in the brain. I have to get every one of these right in order to win. (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah?
0: Or a tiebreaker.
1: The race is on. All right. Question number two. This duo has been around since the 70s. One loud and brash, one hardly even speaking a word. Together, their blend of both skepticism and mystical entertainment has made them the longest-running headliners to play at the same hotel in Las Vegas in history.
3: Um, She spoke first. No, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Stu? Go ahead. Um. Oh, God
0: sigmund and freud
1: no is that
0: i don't even know if that's a thing or if i'm thinking of something else entirely
1: you're you're on the right track Stu has been around since the 70s one loud and brash one hardly speaking a word together their blend of both skepticism and mystical entertainment has made them the longest running headliners to play at the same hotel in las vegas history Uh, this is going to be Penn and Teller. Oh.
2: I couldn't come up with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is Sigmund and Freud, is that a
0: thing? Or am I just, did I just mix things up in my brain?
1: I think you are conflating things. Let me make sure. Sigfield and Roy. That's Siegfield what it is. Sigmund and is. I, this... Freud is, is Freudian at best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't oh remember God. the exact name either. <laughs> All right. No points there. Uh, question number three, this classic TV lead and her best friend make quite the NYC duo. Their beloved hijinks make them the first scripted TV show to be shot on 35 millimeter film and in front of a studio audience. This classic TV lead and her best friend make quite the NYC duo, their beloved hijinks made them the first scripted TV show to be shot on 35mm film and in front of a studio audience.
2: One, one more time.
1: Yeah. Classic TV lead and her best friend make quite the NYC duo. Their beloved hijinks make them the first scripted TV program to be shot on 35mm film and in front of a studio audience. I think it will be easy to get one of them. Maybe a little more challenging to get the duo pair. One of them is also the uh, title namesake.
0: Yeah, I know that. I just can't think of the pair. I don't know. I could tell you the. I could tell you the one. I can't tell you the other. I've only seen the show like. Twice <laughs> specifically, like the chocolate factory scene,
1: <laughs> but uh, Rachel, do you have any guesses? I give you one point
3: if you split it, or if you get one of them, rather.
0: Oh, dude, okay, do
3: you yeah, want you to buzz be, in? You
0: can get one of them, yeah. I mean, Lucy, yeah
1: from lucy i love, lucy, of I I love lucy fame and her best friend uh ethel
2: i didn't so i didn't even i didn't remember much about i love lucy so i was like i don't know
1: yeah it took me a
0: second it really did uh but 35 millimeter was what
1: tipped it off yeah it definitely gives you the the time frame uh all right question number four last question of the game these two dim-witted but beloved pals are about as best of friends as you ever find enough to have the uh, sorry enough to be certified members of the best friends forever club with rings to show for it. <laughs> Stew. Go for it. SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> I felt like I had to throw it in there. Oh my gosh.
0: I was waiting for Jesse and James from Pokemon.
1: Oh, that's a good one. But I think
0: I've done a dynamic duos round and they were in it.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's a lot. There's definitely a lot. This could this could be a reoccurring round. (laughs) Clearly, if it happened twice in one game, practically. Right. All right. Yeah. Spongebob and Patrick uh, certified members of the best friends forever club with rings to show for it. Uh, That is the end of the game. The scores are as follows. Myself with a paltry 4.5 And with scores of 11 to 12, Rachel winning by one
2: point. I said earlier this week, I'm coming out to win. Doing it. I can go home.
1: (laughs) Conserving (laughs) the lands, conserving the victories. That's right. (laughs) Nice job. Uh, That's the end of the game. We can get some picks for each episode couple of us give a game a movie experience something cool like that we recommend you check out and Stu, today you have a pick
0: i do um so it's been a little bit since i've done it but i would recommend everybody take a trip to an isolation tank um or a, a float Ooh. as they're called too uh i've done it about seven times or so uh give or take like one or two there but yeah it's That's a lot. <laughs> It's fun. It's so worth it. It's so much fun. It's so for those who don't know, an isolation tank is or a sensory deprivation tank is is actually I think their formal title is a a tank with Epsom salts and water in it that's heated to 98.6 degrees. It's heated to your body temperature and it's soundproof and it has no lights inside of the tank. And so the whole thing is that you spend time. It's normally half an hour or an hour for what you book and you get in the tank and you just float in nothing you can open your eyes or close them and there's no difference in the lights <laughs> uh that being said a lot of the times there's like a faint light somewhere uh, you know either inside the tank or outside so
1: like it's not sure completely... there's a bit of a safety reason there too <laughs> yeah
0: it's not completely sensory deprivation like you have to make your own or like sign some stuff to like do the really nice ones Hmm. and some of them have like music or like you can have like a you know change of color lights and stuff inside of them but the really good ones are the ones that are darkness you know Uh, complete silence and darkness but it's excellent because one the epsom salt soak is great for like you know sore muscles or anything like that or sore joints but the time that you can reflect with nothing else around you some people are claustrophobic, don't do it. It's not a good time for you. But if you're able to stay calm and just kind of stay in the moment and enjoy the experience, uh, it leaves you for a lot of internal reflection on just your current situation and how you're doing. Whether you want to or not, it's going to be there because you got nothing else to even think about. Uh, Nothing else to perceive, nothing else to deal with or anything. So it's just you and how you're doing right now. And it's extremely good for you.
1: It sounds cool. I've kind of always wanted to do one, but I've never th- really like tried to make it happen.
0: I thoroughly recommend it. I mean, really. Like they used to be a bit more expensive. Now they're kind of getting cheaper because they're becoming more popular. It it is expensive, you know, sometimes you'll find them for like you'll find them on sale uh, or like a deal for like 50 or 60 dollars a float for an hour. Sometimes they're like okay. 120. It really depends on where you're at, but regardless, it's worth it.
1: I mean, it's like uh, at the least cost once. of a massage or something.
0: Right, right, right. And oftentimes you can get a massage as well. Like if you can do that beforehand, I thoroughly recommend that. That's like the <laughs> best thing ever. Uh, you'll come out feeling super refreshed. But, you know, regardless, uh, I think it's worth everybody doing if they're curious about it. Uh, I was following these for like eight years uh, before I finally got one. And yeah. then when I finally did it, I took a day off of work or I took a half day when I worked in Chicago and walked to one and walked out and like the sun had never looked brighter and the sky had never (laughs) looked bluer.
1: It was amazing. So does it feel like it's way longer or way shorter than you would think?
0: It depends. The first one I did felt the first one I did was 60 minutes and it felt like it was about like a hundred minutes, like an hour and a half, a little more. But the next ones I had after that felt like it was like 20 minutes. And then and then it kind of, you know, it, it depends. It depends on how frequently you do them too. Yeah.
1: Sounds cool. Yeah. It'd be fun well to check it. out. Yeah.
0: So go uh go try out a sensory deprivation
1: tank. Nice. I like it. Um Yeah, I have a pick. Uh mine is on my wrist. It's uh it's an Apple Watch, which I think is cool. I got I've I mean I like wearing watches a lot, uh although I haven't much uh with COVID and everything. Also the one my favorite watch that I have has had a broken uh has needed a new battery for like a year now and then more than that because then COVID happened and everything else. But um, I was one who was very like, uh, I thought they were cool, but I didn't know if it was worth the money and I didn't want something that was going to ping me all the time. I didn't want just like, I already don't like having my phone buzz at me. I didn't really want my wrist to also do that a lot, but I ended up really getting into a lot of the fitness stuff. Um, and just, it's one of those things that, you pick it up i was able to find a good deal on i think the year previous but this one still has the ekg and some cool stuff which is kind of nice to to have available um and there's a lot of benefits i mean it's it's one of those things that you kind of i think it's best if you don't try to put everything on it at once and you just kind of like slowly figure out what you like most out of it or what you want to get out of it and i think that's where it's best um so mine I think for a lot of things it helps with just like timers and little things like that. And, um, and then just a lot of the health stuff. And I think it's one of those things that, uh, keeps it more in the forefront of my mind of just doing more, um, you know, I mean, getting up and going for walks or just keeping basic activity. And, um, it's one of those cool things. Like it's just, I enjoy wearing it. The sleep tracking, and all that stuff is just something that I've I thought about having that data more available as you know I get older and like you know, just to have to like I don't know, go to the doctor and also just know that you have this plethora of data and heart monitoring at like all times and all this kind of stuff just to have is like more data. Um but kind of tied with that is um, the new Apple Fitness Plus stuff that I got like six months of free classes for. And I found myself doing them a lot. Uh, I really enjoy them. Um, it's one of the things, especially with COVID and being kind of locked out, it's been a little harder to like make myself want to get up and exercise and do as much. And I, I still do it quite a bit. But with the watch, it's just been that one extra thing that just helps you kind of get inspired and like to close your rings. It's just one of those things that makes it enough of a game. And ever since like, The first two days, like the day I got it, I didn't hit my goals. Uh, And then the next day after, like I didn't exercise that day in particular. Uh, But since then, I've gone like nine straight weeks of closing out my rings every single day. And that's at least 20 minutes of activity. And that can be like more of an intense or like an outdoor walk, or it can be full on working out or whatever else. And uh, doing that along with just making sure you're standing every hour or so, trying to stand like 10 to 12 hours at least a minute of that hour um yeah it's really cool it's again like i don't always want to just have another random device and mm-hmm. but i felt like it was something that i would get a lot of benefit out of without it just being something that's like pinging me all the time every time there's like a new text message or something i'm really enjoying it i really i really like wearing it it's it's been fun i know rachel has a samsung one cuz she's more all samsung and it out <laughs> but uh it's uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it.
0: So you don't find it distracting because like that's always my I'm the same as you like that's my big concern is like, I, I, I don't need anything else grabbing my attention. I'm very bad about that and I get distracted easily and for long periods of time. So if I had something else that was literally attached to me causing distractions, <laughs> that's not a good idea for me. Yeah, but no, I like so- the fitness.
1: Yeah, the fitness has been cool, and just like alarms are nice, and then just little like, it's one of those things that, yes, something is in your pocket, but it's that much nicer when it's like start a ten minute timer for coffee, and it's just right there, and it's that much quicker, you know. And it's it's no, it's not any one thing, but it just does a certain amount of things. It makes it a little bit easier. Just keeps it a little more front of mind. Um, Most notifications I turn off. I think I still get like calls, technically, although I don't really get called that often to be frank, in, uh, now that like, a lot of spam stuff has gone down. Um, so I still get that in text messages and stuff, but a lot of other like, in-app things, like I don't get emails or anything like that on it. Um, so you, you kind of tune it to what you want. It's, it's been cool, it, it's hard, it's like a weird sell. It's like there's no one feature, it's kind of something that I think is best if you just kind of live with it for a while and you, you kind of make it yours over time.
0: Um, how's the battery life do you find yourself charging it all the time or is it you know like a once a week sort of thing is it like uh once a day
1: yeah it's probably once every day and a half to two days okay and it'll let you know like it'll obviously let you know if it's uh like under 10 percent or so but if you're i think so you set sort of a, a sleep time in, in a general window when you go to sleep. And I think if it's either an hour or maybe two hours before then, if it's under, I don't know for sure, maybe 30%, it'll tell you and like, hey, make sure you charge it before sleep. Um, but it charges for the most part in like 30 or 40 minutes. So if I'm sitting down, I may just put it on the charger, like in a shower or something like that. And uh, it's normally not too bad. Cool. Nice. What about nice. you, Rachel? What do you, what do you get the most use out of the watch with?
2: Do you want to know the honest answer? I don't know. It's my alarm in the morning. Yeah, that it makes sense. It wakes me up better than my phone because it also vibrates on my wrist and annoys me. <laughs> 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 Sorry to disappoint. I didn't give like a huge answer like Ryan, but that's like the best I, one. I, but I like, I like the Samsung one a lot, but yeah. I've always been decked out in Samsung Android stuff.
1: You and Santa Claus both. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh yeah, I mean the, that's our picks. If you have something you want to recommend, we can uh, check out. Email us, message us on uh socials, uh, Instagram or Twitter, anything like that, things that wrong.com, things are wrong at gmail.com. Um send in some trivia topic ideas, anything like that. Uh review the show if you haven't. It certainly helps a lot. Uh check out all the past episodes, all that stuff. Uh next episode will come out in mid-May, so stick tuned for that. And uh, thank you to Stu and Rachel here. Thank you, Jim. Ryan and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thank you, guys. Until Congrats. next time,
0: we'll see you later. Cool. Bye, everybody.